0: The Cup of Glow podcast seeks to entertain, inform, and inspire you through serial stories and discussions prompting you, the milestone diva in our midst, to own your power. One way for us to own our power and have successful aging is to pay attention to what we eat. Our guest today is Rachel Moeller, the owner and founder of Eat Right with Rachel. Rachel works with both individuals and families to assist them in achieving their nutritional goals. Rachel holds a Bachelor of Science and a Master of Science in the science of nutrition from the Florida State University. Rachel completed her dietetic internship at the Florida State University in 2013. Rachel is a registered dietitian through the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics and licensed in the state of Florida. Rachel is currently the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program Education Coordinator for the state of Florida with the Department of Children and Families. She was the Summer Food Service Program Director at the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services for five years. Rachel has also served as the Director of Nutrition and Programs at America's Second Harvest of the Big Ben, Inc., which is the food bank in Tallahassee. Rachel currently serves on the nominating committee for the Panhandle Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics and is a former president of the Graduate Student Advisory Council at the Florida State University. Rachel also received the Academic Leadership Award due to the successful events and fundraisers that benefited the student body at Florida State University and the community. Welcome, Rachel. I'm so excited to learn healthy eating tips for women over age 50 as we enter our season of multiple meal-based holidays. Please give us some tips of how to maintain our
1: power over our plates. Hi, thank you so much, Gloria, um, for having me today. I'm excited to be here with you and your milestone divas. And hopefully I can give you some insight on um, healthy food choices for women that are over the age of 50. Um, so I'm just going to jump right into it and I've asked Gloria just to, you know, jump in and ask me questions because I'll ramble on about nutrition forever. I I love it. Um, so when you get over the age of 50, there are, I'd say, a handful of things that you want to focus on. Right, Um, to maintain our lovely bodies. And so we feel good, we have lots of energy, and we stay away from some of those um, later in life diagnoses, or maybe earlier, I don't know, Um, you know, those things like uh, type 2 diabetes or struggling with blood pressure issues or whatever they may be. Or maybe you just simply want to lose some weight. So I'm going to run down my list of tips, and um, hopefully, uh, some of you can relate relate to them, or I'd encourage you to grab a a piece of paper, maybe, and a pen and jot some things down. Okay, here we go. So, as we begin to age, um, sometimes, well, indefinitely, our bone health (laughs) is going to take a little bit of a hit. And so, some things that we can do to help prevent that is to make sure that we continue to consume enough calcium and vitamin D to maintain our bone strength. And so lucky for us, um, nowadays, you'll find lots of food items that have been fortified um, with calcium and vitamin D. And fortified just simply means that we add nutrients into a product that doesn't necessarily naturally occur. So for example, I bet you've been on the milk owl before and you've seen um, vitamin D added, right? Or in your juices, you might see that they've added in calcium to say your orange juices. And so those are some, you know, different ways that maybe you don't think about are common places where you could obtain um, calcium and vitamin D. So some other ideas where you can get calcium um, is from uh, fortified cereals and fruit juices and even your dark green leafy vegetables, um, canned fish with soft bones. And for those of us that don't consume um, meat and maybe you're plant-based, you can also find plant-based beverages that have been fortified with calcium and vitamin D for that matter. Now, for vitamin D, um, you can obtain this from fatty fish such as salmon, eggs, and other fortified foods and beverages. So for those of us that are more detailed and you want to know just exactly how much you need, I'm going to tell you what you need for women over the age of 50 to meet your needs. So as far as calcium goes, you're looking at at least 1,200 milligrams milligrams a day. And so if you use an app such as MyFitnessPal or something where you're tracking this information, um, they will actually export out of most of those apps. And I know MyFitnessPal, it will tell you how much um, of the various nutrients that you have consumed that day. So it might be a great way to track what you're what you're taking in. As far as vitamin D goes, um, you are wanting to consume at least 2.4 micrograms a day. So vitamin D, and I'm willing to bet a lot of you, um, listening have been told at some point that you have low vitamin D levels. Um, and that is not uncommon. In fact, most people that go now and have their blood work done will will discover that they aren't taking in enough vitamin D. And so many people take a supplement for vitamin D, and that is quite all right. Um, but if you haven't had a blood work done um, to see what your nutrition levels are, I would strongly encourage you to go do that because it's a nice way to kind of check in and see where you you know, see where you are on your different levels and where you can improve upon. Um, I'm just going to keep on rolling with some other nutrients. Keep going. Great. Okay. (laughs) So another one I'd like to call your attention to is a vitamin. And this vitamin is vitamin B12. So why is vitamin B12 important? Well, I will tell you, it ensures that your red blood cells are healthy and also contributes to brain function. I don't know about you, but I'd like to continue to have a functioning brain. And so <laughs> B12 is an important one to pay attention to. Now, why is it when we get over the age of 50 that B12 we should focus on more? Well, I'll tell you, as we as we age, some things are um a little bit more difficult to absorb. And B12 is one of them. So there are also various ways you can consume B12. Um, a lot of folks get their, um, get what they need through lean meats, um, fish, and seafood. But there are other places such as fortified cereals, which you've now heard me say that several times. So I, I I encourage you next time you're in the grocery store, pick up a cereal box and check out that nutrition label. And what you're going to find is it's actually fortified with a lot of things, most B vitamins and B12 usually being one of them.
0: Rachel, can I ask you, there are some diet plans where they provide vitamin, well, B12 injections or some type of B something injections. Yes. Why is that?
1: Well, so people look to vitamin B for energy, right? And so, I mean, there's certainly some level of—I would say that's the case for any vitamin, though. As long as you're getting what you need, you're essentially— fueling your body with what it needs to operate at its peak level, right? And so I don't know that it's special to vitamin B, but it certainly has a reputation out there. Um, And I'm not suggesting that injections are, are wrong or they don't work, but I'm a big fan and believer in you can get almost everything you need from the food that you eat. Great. <laughs> um, so for those of you that are plant-based or don't, don't consume meat, I wanted to throw out another B12 option to you, and that is nutritional yeast. And I don't, I mean, maybe some of you haven't heard of that before. Um, my, I myself am plant-based, and so I've discovered a lot of new things along my plant-based path, and one of them is nutritional yeast, and it has a cute little name out there called Nooch. So if you're a seasoned plant baser or, or vegan or whatever, you often hear them call it Nooch. But anyway, it's it's um, I compare it to like a like Parmesan cheese almost. like I use that in replace of Parmesan cheese. But let me tell you this, in just one tablespoon of nooch, um, you are getting four hundred and seventy percent of the required amount of vitamin b twelve that you need. So for those of you that were writing down the actual like what you need per day, it's two point four micrograms a day of vitamin b twelve. Vitamin B12 that you need. So in that one tablespoon of nooch, you could seemingly get 11.16 micrograms. So it might be something to check out if you're into plant-based or not. You know it's yummy. Um, let's see. But I wanted to draw your attention to a mineral that will be very familiar to you, and that's potassium. And so I bet the first thing you thought of when I said potassium are bananas or potatoes, or maybe blood pressure if you struggle with blood pressure issues. Um, And so potassium, it does in fact do that, um, along with its good friend sodium. They help regulate your blood pressure. And so you really do want to pay attention to the amount of potassium that you're taking in every day. If you're keeping them at the levels, your potassium, and also limiting your sodium, you could reduce the risk of high blood pressure, which is very important. We want our our body to be pumping correctly and um, keep our heart safe. Um, Some ways you can get potassium are, are of course, the mentioned bananas and potatoes, other fruits and vegetables, beans, um, and things like that. Now, the other thing I'll mention to you since I brought up limiting sodium, you know, if you've never tried that before, it can be sort of a change, right? Because salt adds wonderful flavor to food. And so what I would say to you is don't be afraid to dabble in herbs and spices because they can go a long way. And while I'm no avid gardener, I kill most everything that lands in my garden bed. What I what I have been managed to stay alive is rosemary and chives. So a lot of my food has rosemary and chives in it, and it's delicious. <laughs> but at any rate, don't be afraid to try, try herbs and spices, even if you just want to buy them dry, because that's what I do now. Um, A few more things I'd like to mention, Um, fiber. So let's talk about fiber. That comes up a lot, right, especially as we get older, but maybe not even just as you get older. I have a lot of small children, and we talk about fiber a lot with them, too, because being regular matters, right? So I bet that's the first thing you thought of when I said fiber, right, keeping it regular? You wouldn't be wrong there. Fiber does, in fact, assist with keeping things regular. But here's another thing that it does. It also helps reduce the risk of heart disease and also the risk of type 2 diabetes. Um, And why is that? So I, I try to describe fiber in a way where so if you close your eyes and think about fiber and you're eating like some good roughage, right, a good salad, a good hearty salad, it's going to be jam-packed with fiber. Or maybe you're eating a pasta meal and you've made the good choice to use whole grain pasta because you know that it has more fiber in it because it hasn't been stripped of its endosperm and it's going to give you a good fiber punch, right? That fiber moves through your body and essentially kind of just drags out all this stuff hanging around and pushes it out right hence the regularity and so fiber is your friend um, it doesn't have to be a powder form or a shake form you can get all the fiber you need from the foods that you eat right? And so I think I mentioned all the ones I wanted to, pasta, cereals. You got to watch your cereals. So there's definitely some good whole grain options, but cereals oftentimes come with a load of sugar as well. But I'll I'll encourage you to tune into the nutrition label because the nutrition label will in fact tell you everything. While there's plenty of marketing um, on the front of all of our packaging, I'll tell you that there's, there's, laws in place where they have to be extremely truthful <laughs> on the label and even more so in the ingredients. So if you're ever not sure what that marketing ploy is on the front, just flip it over to the side and read the ingredients in the label. Rachel.
0: Ma'am. I am a carnivore. <laughs> you mentioned plant-based eating, but let it be known, Gloria is a carnivore. <laughs> And I prefer savory meals Mm -hmm. over sweets. Mm -hmm. So a chocolate bar doesn't mean anything to me. Uh I love foods like stewed oxtails with rice and beans, smothered pork chops with cabbage and sweet potatoes, and even baked salmon with sautéed zucchini. Which of those, if any, do I have to give up?
1: I would say to that, you give up nothing. There is no good diet out there. I, look, if the diet, here's how you how you go forward, right? It's very difficult to navigate these waters when you're being told, oh, don't eat any carbohydrates or, oh, don't eat any fat or whatever the most current fad diet is. But the truth of the matter is, is that if you ultimately, for the most part, make good decisions, eat food at its like, closest to where it was originally um, came from, right? So whole foods, like the meat as a whole, the fruit, the apple, the vegetable, like, as long as it's pretty close to how it originated, then you're in good shape. And you should eat the things that you like to eat from time to time, and you shouldn't feel bad about it. There's not one meal or a handful of meals that's going to wreck your health or nutrition. So I would say give up none, do the salmon more often, <laughs> um, and there's all kinds of tricks um, to making things taste taste good. I, I too, well, I am not a carnivore currently. Um, I too enjoy a savory meal, and so um, there are ways around it, and it could still taste just as yummy and satiating. And yes. So give up none is the answer. Thank
0: you. (laughs) What advice would you give the lady over 50 who may be struggling with weight loss?
1: That's a great question. Um, So, you know, weight loss is, it's real, you know? I mean, we live busy lives, whether it's our jobs, our grandkids, uh, running errands, whatever it may be. We are busy. And so sometimes... Or a lot of times, convenience kind of takes over. And so when convenience comes in, we usually don't make the best decisions because we're in a hurry. Um, And so I would say for weight loss, uh, I'd revert back to my suggestion on eating foods the way they are meant to be because that way you really – If you do – if you approach food like that in a whole food type way, then you really don't count – you don't need to count calories. You know, who wants to count calories? It's no fun. Nobody wants to get the app out and put in all their calories. Like, it's a lot to do, right? So instead, I would say just try to eat those foods that are more whole-like, that have been – let me see if I can explain that better – not processed. So the least amount of process you can find, the better. Because unfortunately with processed foods, you know, for them to survive on a shelf, they've got to have a whole host of things put in them so they don't die on the shelf. And those things don't need to be in your body. Um, But I will say the other thing that I would pay attention to when you're trying to lose weight is, is portions, right? And that's a big one that I see with all walks of life, whether you're or 50 or 70, like sometimes you just need to reset what you think is a good portion. And so when you are, if you are trying to lose weight, I would say in the beginning, it's not a bad idea to track your food intake because you might surprise yourself with, you know, how many calories really are in that item that you just ate. It could, I, you know what? Sometimes I do it from time to time um, just to kind of, you know, check back in with myself. And <laughs> to see how many calories I really am consuming, and you might surprise yourself. And it might be a good excuse for you to go buy yourself some new dishes, perhaps some smaller ones.
0: <laughs> In our society, many things move at a fast pace. You bet. We're running here and there. What is the best pace for successful weight loss?
1: The best pace for successful weight loss is what where, at. What, wherever you are, um, in life, that's your pace that you go. Whatever you're comfortable with, you should not ever overdo it or push yourself to um, achieve goals that are just completely out of reach. So I would say make attainable goals, things that you know that you're going to be able to accomplish, I would say write them down, um, look at them, read over them periodically, and remind yourself those goals that you set yourself. And don't set goals that are absolutely ridiculous, like I'm going to lose 37 pounds this month. That is not attainable. I would aim for one to two a week if weight loss is your goal because when you do things like that, they're more sustainable, right? So with diets and, and things that you try, oftentimes, while you will see some weight loss, you know, they're not sustainable because it may not be the way you you eat or you enjoy eating. And so eventually you kind of slip back into, you know, where you were before and then the weight comes back. And so I would say start where you are, where you feel comfortable. Um, Seek out a registered dietitian or speak with your primary to set some real attainable goals.
0: Well, during covid this COVID period that we're in right now.
1: Oh, we're in COVID? I
0: I purposely, not purposely, but I discovered that I gained about 20 pounds from March until now. That to me was rapid weight gain. But once I focused on, oh my God, I'm becoming a monster. I need to lose weight. I started focusing on what I was eating, and I'm proud to say I'm down four of those 20 pounds. (laughs) Now, I'm not going to divulge how many weeks it took me to get there. (laughs) Hopefully, by the end of the year, those 20 pounds will disappear.
1: And they will, because I know that you've set some good goals for yourself. And I would say that you're also not alone in having gained some COVID weight, we'll call it, right? So I think um, this has been a huge adjustment for all walks of life, and people's lives have been turned upside down in a sense. And so um, maybe you were, you know, on a good path before, but you're doing things that you didn't do before, and you really, like you did, Gloria, you just need to kind of reset and go, okay. Today is the day, and this is what we're going to do, and go ahead and write those goals down and start working towards it. Um, I, I would say, too, while food is extremely important, and I, I always say you are what you eat. I didn't say that originally. I think that was Socrates. But um, the other important thing to remember is physical activity. If you really, truly want to achieve your nutrition goals, um, you, you really need to weave in some physical activity so I did a little research to make sure I had the correct recommendations here for our lovely group of ladies over 50 here is what they recommend for you so they say you need at least two and a half hours or 150 minutes of moderate intensity physical activity each week now you can break that down into say three days a week Right. And I would say don't go more than two days without exercising, because that's when we slip into those bad habits. Because you're like, well, I didn't do it Monday. I didn't do it Tuesday why do I want to do a Wednesday? And so I would say, don't let more more than two days, well, more than one day get by without doing some kind of physical activity. And you know, physical activity doesn't mean drive down to your local gym and get you a membership, but if the spirit moves you to do that, by all means. But physical activity can simply be walking around your neighborhood. I've been doing bar classes in, in my living room that I'm I'm converting to a gym because I think it looks cool. And it's over Zoom. I don't have to go anywhere. And I do it for 45 minutes. And it's it's not super intense, but, you know, we're moving around. It's moderately intense. And we I don't even have weights. I use cans. I use bean cans, big ones. And they work. Um, so there's, there's all kinds of ways where you can achieve this moderate intensity workout, but definitely, definitely include that. So the other thing I wanted to mention is balance. Balance because becomes something we want to pay attention to as we, you know, get a little older and more seasoned, right? Um, you want, the way to keep your balance or a way to help with that is to lift small weights, right? And I know Gloria, I think you do a class, right? Where yeah. You, yeah. And so um, again, look, I, I think I lift canned. So it's not like I'm pumping major iron here, but I am doing a little bit to, you know, do some strength building. So I would say if you're still writing, I hope you are because you're terribly interested and you're going to make goals. Um, I would try to do that at least twice a week to focus on strength training.
0: Well, that was really wonderful. Thank you very much. The Milestone Divas in our midst have a lot to ponder right now. And the best thing about being a Milestone Diva is the appreciation of celebrating another birthday each year. (laughs) On this podcast, we always provide opportunities to recognize and celebrate birthdays with our listeners by offering a fun story or trivia about birthday. Tell us about your most fun or interesting birthday
1: as an adult. As an adult? Wow. Okay. Most interesting. Children may be listening. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Then we'll just keep it to the lake house. I just celebrated a birthday, actually, and... um, we went out to the beautiful Lake Taokwen, and it was just adult couples. We cooked, we fellowshipped, we watched the sunset. I got to sit around and talk without being interrupted. Nobody said, Mommy. I went to bed very happy, and I woke up to a beautiful brunch. And wow, I'm getting old, but it was just nice to food friend and fellowship with adults
0: (laughs) terrific i've had three children and i understand (laughs) rachel you've provided great information as well as entertained us it's been a pleasure chatting with you and learning some tips to get us through the holiday and beyond thank you for being with us thank you for having me please tell Our guests, our listeners, where they can learn more about Eat Right with Rachel.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So I would love to have the Milestone Divas follow me. I am on Facebook and Instagram um, at Eat Right with Rachel. And there you will find my various posts, whether it's serving my dinner on paper plates or jogging through the neighborhood with my dogs. Or you can email me at... Rachel at eatrightwithrachel.com, and I would be happy to speak with you further about any questions that you may have. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks again for having me. All right.
0: At the Cup of Low podcast, we advocate for embracing every day as a new day, birthdays included. Today's program was brought to you by Replay Fitness Inc., helping women age 50 and older to find their power. When we can find that state of being within ourselves that manifests confidence, boldness, enthusiasm, playfulness, and wisdom, then we found our power, which is ours and only ours to use and share as only we can. To learn more about Replay Fitness Inc., please visit replayfitnessinc.com. If you've already subscribed to the podcast, thank you. If you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe so you will be notified when new episodes have been posted. Until next time, this has been the Cup of Glow Podcast with Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva. It's about a decade and not a day.